We're going to continue our journey looking to, this morning from verses 23 through 40. And as always, I just want to pray. I'm going to simply blow the shofar that the Lord would give us. He'd fine-tune our ability to hear his voice and that we could all come together into what God has for us today. So, Lord, would you, would you just, where you are, lay your hand on your Bible, lay your hand on your device, wherever is the written word of God. Lord, we pray that the anointing that rests upon your word would come and rest upon us this morning. Lord, we pray that there would be a transference of your anointing from your anointed word into our being, all that we are. Lord, our spirit, our soul, our body. Come, Lord, and may the word become flesh and dwell among us. And I pray once again you'd give us ears to hear what is in your heart for this morning so that Jesus might be lifted up and greatly praised. We trust by faith, Lord, you're going to speak to us this morning. Amen. Amen. Verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child. And they were not afraid of the king's command. Now, whose faith is the writer writing about here? The parents, amen. The parents, who knows his father's name? Amram. Amram. An amazing meaning of his name, Amram. A high people. And his mother's name. Mary, no, not Mary. Not Miriam, that was his sister. No hearing from this table over here. What is it? Jacobet, it's Yochaved. Uh-oh, Yochaved. You have to have the, the guttural. Yochaved. Now, she has an amazing name. Her name means God is glorified. So the marriage of these two people produced a high people in which God was glorified. Wow. And the story of Moses' faith begins with the faith of his parents. Moses' parents fully trusted God with the life of their son. And they weren't merely just proud parents. They were believers who had faith that God would care for their son. So as a parent, have you fully trusted God? Enough to fully care for your children, grandchildren. God has a plan for every single person on the planet. And your important task, this is your task, to pray for your loved ones. And to prepare them for the work that God has planned them to do through your intercession. 
Your prayers are powerful. This is why you're so attacked not to pray. Faith should inspire us to entrust our children and our entire families to God. Now, I want to come back to this later, but let's move on to verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son. Janet, did you take this? Okay. Hallelujah. Refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he looked to the reward. And by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. And by faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood lest he who destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Now Moses became one of Israel's greatest leaders, a prophet, a lawgiver. And when he was born, his people were all enslaved in Egypt. I'm not telling you anything you probably don't already know. And the Egyptian officials had given an edict and an order that all of the Hebrew baby boys were to be killed. Moses, however, was spared. And Pharaoh's daughter raised Moses in Pharaoh's own, Pharaoh's own household. As we read in Exodus chapters 1 and 2, and as we all saw in the movie, The Ten Commandments. Charlton Heston. They don't make them like that anymore. But it took faith for Moses to give up his place in the palace. But he could do it because he saw the fleeting nature of great wealth and prestige. I think today it is so easy to be deceived by the temporary benefits of wealth and popularity and status and achievement. And at the same time to be blind to the long-range benefits of God's kingdom. Faith helps us look beyond the world's system. To see the eternal values of God's kingdom. Faith does that. And I like how it says he looked forward to the reward. Now that Hebrew word looked or looked forward to literally means, listen to this, to look away from everything else in order to look intently on one object. So Moses looked away from the wealth of the world's systems to all of the rewards that come in serving God. That's because true wealth is eternal. And Hebrews had such a critical message for earth-loving Christians. Don't forfeit eternal rewards for temporary pleasures. And like Moses, be willing to make sacrifices now for greater rewards later. And Jesus so affirmed this and spoke about this in the great Sermon on the Mount, as recorded in Matthew 6, verses 19 through 21. All right, continuing, verse 30. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. 
by faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe, when she had received the spies with peace. When Joshua was planning the conquest of Jericho, he ended up sending spies to investigate the walls of the city. And the spies met Rahab, who already had two strikes against her. She was Gentile, and she was a prostitute. But Rahab showed that she had faith in God by welcoming the spies and by trusting God to spare her and her family when the city would be destroyed. So faith helps us to turn around and to do what is right, regardless of our past or even the disapproval of others. Verse 32. And what more shall we say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, reminds us of Joshua and Deborah, who worked righteousness, there's Nehemiah ruling with justice, obtained promises and stopped the mouths of lions, who do we know did that? Daniel. Who quenched the violence of fire? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who escaped the edge of the sword? Elijah from Jezebel. Out of the weakness were made strong. There's Hezekiah. Who regained strength after a terrible sickness, a life-threatening. And became valiant in battle, turned to fight the armies of the aliens. Gideon to the rescue. And women received their dead, raised to life again. Here, the widow's son that was brought back to life through the prophet Elisha. A detailed study of the lives of these mentioned shows the outstanding place that faith had in the experience and the service of each of them. Personal shortcomings were powerfully overcome as they looked away from themselves and turned to the Lord. And that same faith is available to each of us this morning in Christ. Continuing verse 35, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. This is a hard passage. That they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings and, yes, of chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. You know who was sawn in two? Isaiah. They were tempted and were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth. Wow. The fact that others were tortured and suffered in various other ways indicates that faith does not provide an automatic exemption from hardships, from trials, or from tragedy. Also, the experience of such difficulties does not mean that the people undergoing them possess less faith than those who are not afflicted. 
Folks, listen this morning. The same faith that enables some to escape troubles enables others to endure it. The same faith that delivers from death enables others to die victoriously. Faith is not a bridge over troubled water. Rather, it's a pathway right through it. And having a steadfast faith in God does not guarantee happy or a carefree life. In fact, on the contrary, our faith almost guarantees us of some form of abuse from the world. That's why the Lord wants us to be ready. And the truth is, our faith and the values of this world are on a collision course. In verse 39, And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Now, Hebrews 11 has long been called the Faith's Hall of Fame. And no doubt the author really surprised his readers by this conclusion. These mighty Jewish heroes, they did not receive all that God had promised because they all died before Christ came. And in spite of the good testimony from resulting from their faith, the Old Testament saints did not receive the promise of the blessings of the New Covenant that was only brought by Christ. But I like this term that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Made perfect. The body of Christ will be made complete and whole with the saints of both the Old Testament and the New Testament times. Old and New Testament believers will be glorified together. Praise the Lord. Amen. Joe, I'm so glad you're in this class. Hallelujah. What a form of encouragement. Well, I want to return to our opening verse. This is what the Lord really put in my heart this week. Amram and Yochaved hid their son Moses for three months. They risked everything in hiding Moses from the Egyptians. Now, I want you to imagine the anxiety in keeping him hidden and keeping him quiet when the Egyptians were around. How many of you have tried to calm a crying baby who is determined to have those vocal cords be pushed to the maximum? Imagine the anxiety of trying to shake him asleep or the temp resisting the temptation. I'm going to muzzle him. I mean, the anxiety that these parents must have had. And what a step of faith to send him down the river in a basket. Come on, moms. Think about that. Putting your treasured one in a basket and down he goes. They fully entrusted the life of their son into the hands of the God who made him. And that 
is a trademark of the Hall of Faith. Some of us have loved ones that are not walking with the Lord. And it's easy for them, for us to see them the way that they are now. But I believe this is what God put in my heart this week. He wants us to have an increase of faith and believing for their full salvation and their return to him. I loved how Bill opened in talking about unsaved loved ones. He and I didn't have any discussion this week, and this is exactly where God wants to put his finger on this morning. God wants us to see our unsaved loved ones through the eyes of faith, not the way they are. We need to see beyond where they are now, what they're doing and the mess that they're in. And brothers and sisters, here's the truth. We all need new vision. For we are too easily blinded by what we see in the natural and that affects our faith. We're in the year of 2020. And we need 2020 vision this year to perceive and see more as God sees. Not as we see. And as I was preparing this, I felt the Lord wanted me to just share the story of my only sibling, my sister Kathy. I, I led my younger sister Kathy to the Lord decades ago when she was in a terrible state in her marriage and desperate for help. I was living with her that time in a suburb of Chicago and several months after leading her to the Lord, I moved to another city that was a couple hours away and unfortunately I never was able to see her get grounded and rooted in her faith. And then I ended up moving to Jerusalem a year later and rarely saw her for many years. In 2007, Kathy was diagnosed with the deadly ovarian cancer. Less than 1% survival. But Kathy believed that she could beat the cancer with her sheer determination and the help of all the oncologists that were on her case. Well, Janet and I visited her and the family annually as a result of that to want to continue to catch up and see how she was doing. But after three years, it was very evident that Kathy was not going to win the battle. We shared with her we prayed with her. We tried to prepare her for eternity. But you know, it was obvious that she was resistant. In that season, Janet and I were living in South Africa. And we were preparing to move back to Jerusalem. And when we returned back to South Africa from that visit... I was deeply burdened for Kathy, my little sissy. And Janet kept telling me, 
that I needed to pray it all back to God and come to a place of fully releasing her to God and believe that God would have his way in her life. Quit looking at her the way that she is. And you know, looking back, I now see that I heard that word from my wife more with my head than with my heart and spirit. I didn't want to let go. I could see she was not ready for eternity. I was not ready to see her die. And I was not seeing Kathy with the eyes of faith. I kept seeing her as she was. And that constant worry, that nagging concern was a major factor in my breaking out of shingles affecting my left eye and entire forehead. That was a heavy price for not praying the right way. It was a heavy price for disobedience. But you know, it came, it became a great learning experience in learning the ways of God. Truthfully, I was in great pain for 10 weeks in battling shingles. But after that time, and during that time, I began to grow in my understanding of what King David wrote about in Psalm 119, verse 71, when he says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your ways and your statutes. Friends, God not only sees people as they are, He sees people the way he wants them to be. This is seeing by faith, not by sight. And this insight and and change, transferred and changed my vision and my prayer focus for my sister. God showed me that he can see them broken and repenting with tears coming down their cheeks and fully welcoming his forgiveness. Before shingles, I could not see my sister like that. But God changed my prayer life and he increased my faith in that painful season. No more worry. No more fear. I fully entrusted my sister to God. And began to see her by faith of how God wanted her to be. Months later, Janet and I made a special overseas trip from Jerusalem to visit Kathy in her final stage of life. We witnessed her encounter with God. And it was awesome. We saw the Spirit of God move so kindly and so tenderly toward her as she sat on her bed being broken, repenting of her sins with tears coming down her cheeks, receiving God's forgiveness. Friends, praying the right way 
prepared the way of salvation for my little sissy. So I believe the Lord wanted us to just, all of us, ask the Lord this morning for more faith. To see as God sees. To believe as God believes. And that we would cry out for more faith just as the disciples did in Luke 17, 5. When they asked him, Lord, please increase our faith. And especially so concerning loved ones that are close to us. Who are not walking with the Lord right now. And ask the Lord for help for us to really be lifted to a place of kingdom vision in this year of 2020. That our prayers could go aright. They're prayers of faith, not by sight. And that we'd have the eyes of faith concerning our loved ones. And I believe the Lord wanted me to share this testimony of my sister. And I pray that I wouldn't have to go through that test again. I pray that not only did I, would I pass the test then, but I'll pass the next test. And I pray that none of us would have to pay the price so severely as I did. By praying in the natural sight rather than in the eyes of faith. Let's pray. Lord, we all have loved ones, people that are close to us that aren't walking with God. Lord, you've seen our burden, you've seen our concern. Lord, that's just how I was for Sissy. But I pray, Lord, you would lift us up. Come up higher. Come up higher. That we could see from an eternal perspective the way that God sees. Lord, you do not want them to remain in the state that they are. So give us the faith to pray into them the way that God wants them to be. And Lord, this is a divine thing. The man can't make this up. But I pray that fresh faith could be infused to us this morning. Faith that believes. Faith that sees. The evidence of things not seen at present. But believed in the future. So Lord, we just entrust all of our loved ones to you. And I pray, Almighty God, that in this strategic year, Lord, we're still in the month of February. I pray that our prayers could be transformed and our vision lifted. Lord, what incredible joy it was to see prayer answered. What a lifting of the soul it was to pray, seeing the positive rather than seeing the negative. The cross is the greatest plus sign the planet has ever experienced. Lord, you want us to pray the plus. You want us to believe the best. And you want us to see with the eyes of genuine faith. 
Lord, I pray that in some way we too could become members of that hall of faith. That we could pray aright and correctly with your faith for our families. And today, Lord, as we have prayed, now we receive by faith that ability to pray like that. Give us the faith to see like that when we see them struggling, when we see them in their difficult situation. Give us the faith to believe and to see them with their arms outstretched, worshiping God. Tears coming down the cheeks. Repenting of sin and begging for forgiveness. Give us faith prayers so that we can see faith answers to the glory and to the majesty of God expressed in Jesus. Grant this, Lord, we pray. Amen.